five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> what is going on? It's your boy Basmo for show, back with another football podcast. Uh, first of all, welcome back. And second of all, it's good to be back. Because uh, every time I do these shows, I like I listen to them after. I'm like, how I can improve, and and also I realize how much like I absolutely love doing this. So, thanks a lot for tuning in, and let me tell you exactly what's going on on today's show. So, as you know, the World Cup's coming up soon, but there's also been some big football news around the world, including the likes of Zidane leaving Real Madrid. Even the stuff with Raheem Sterling getting a tattoo of a gun on his leg. So I'm just going to go over the big news in the world. Then I'm going to move into the international football. Because uh, I want to look over the last three games that Ireland played. And what I'm sort of expecting. And what we all can sort of expect from the FAI in the future. And then I'm going to look into the World Cup. Because... uh, it's like fast approaching, it's less than two weeks away and it's the internationals are all playing and it's it's getting interesting. So I'm gonna kick it off with Zidane leaving Real Madrid. Zinedine Zidane, first of all, what a player and what a manager. Probably the best combo of a player and manager ever. Manager of Real Madrid for three years, won three Champions Leagues in a row. So he may as well just retire. Unless he wants to go again, but uh, perfect record, three Champions Leagues. Uh, I said last week that it seemed like a really weird situation how when Liverpool won the Champions League, the whole Real Madrid team didn't seem like a cohesive unit, as in like best mates, pally pally. Now, don't get me wrong, that's not 100% necessary, like they are co-workers, they are that is their job, but uh, it always looks good when the teams are bonding, and it was almost like the polar opposite to Liverpool, whereas like, Liverpool look like they're all best mates, and even Klopp's getting involved, but uh, Zidane has left. Um, I think he's realised that the control that some of the players have in that dressing room is something that he doesn't want to have to battle with. So... People like Sergio Ramos is obviously a huge personality to have in the change room. Has won everything. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, obviously. Uh, even people like Bale, who is their most expensive player. He, he'd have a big ego. Uh, even Benzema. But um, I think Real Madrid now sort of have to look what they're doing in the next couple of years. As in... They're, yes, they're winning the Champions League and stuff. No, their football isn't as good as Barcelona's. But they have to go through a transition now. And Zidane obviously doesn't want to have to be the person to maybe sell, make a big call like sell Ronaldo or sell Bale. Or I wouldn't, like, they obviously wouldn't sell Sergio Ramos, but like sell someone for a substantial amount of money and make that massive call. I think he's just like, I've came here, sorted things out, let the new manager come in and start a new, fresh approach. 
And in fairness, why not? Most managers these days don't even last three years in a job. Uh, the longest serving Premier League manager these days is Eddie Howe from Bournemouth. Obviously since uh, Arsene Wenger left. But uh, like three years is like an average career at one club. Even more than average. Yeah, so Zidane's gone. Uh, there's been talks about Arsene Wenger getting in. Which would be very random, but uh, I don't think it would be like that bad of a call. Maybe he needs a new, fresh approach. Um, there's talks of people like Conte coming in, which wouldn't be bad either. I don't know. Real Madrid just seems to be such a merry-go-round. You know what I mean? And, uh, they've almost had every manager there, so I don't know who really is next. But uh, we'll we'll obviously find out in the coming future. But uh, I'm going to move on to Raheem Sterling now. Uh, Raheem Sterling got a tattoo of a, I don't know, some sort of like assault rifle on his leg, a gun. Um, and the British press were slating him, being like he shouldn't be even be on the England squad for having this. And it just, you just, you question who these people are writing this shit that because Raheem Sterling got a tattoo of a gun in his leg, he shouldn't be playing for England. Uh, there's something about Raheem Sterling that rubs the English press up terribly. Um, I was watching a video about Raheem Sterling there, just getting some insight into what actually happened and what does the gun represent, or does it even represent anything? But uh, there was saying the person that was talking about it was saying that the press constantly bash Raheem Sterling for spending all his money and. They even reported him arriving to work with his car dirty. Like, I mean, like, talk about, like, looking for shit to write about, you know? Uh, but, the, you see, when he was a kid, his dad was killed by by a gun. He was gunned down. I'm pretty sure he was in Jamaica. I think he's Jamaican. But uh, that was just... He got that tattoo to just, like, honour his dad... But, um, yeah, and then all of a sudden the press are like, you shouldn't even be on the England squad. Like, this is, like, what the fuck are they even talking about? Like, go do your job. Go report on what the score was in the match and how people performed. Not about, not about tattoos. Tattoos, like, who, who these days doesn't have a tattoo, you know what I mean? People going around with face tattoos these days. Like, when Mike Tyson got it done, it was... Only he had it. And now every single rapper under the age of 25 has a tattoo, face tattoo. So I don't know. These Some people just need to get a grip. Obviously, they must have supported Liverpool. There must be Liverpool fans there with slating them. Going to, because I doubt they're Man City fans slating them. But uh, yeah, Raheem Sterling. I don't know. Just do what you want as long as it's not harming anyone, you know? Um... Yeah, there has been a couple of transfers. Uh, obviously, Uno Emery has come into Arsenal, and his first signing is, is Lichsteiner from Juventus, who's very, very solid right back. Um, I think he's about thirty-three, maybe. So, uh, that's I think that's just a quick fix. But uh, very, very good right back. He's been he's been at Juventus at least like six, seven, if not eight years. Uh, he lost his position to Dani Alves there a couple of years ago. But, uh, Jeff, solid signing from Emery. 
Uh, also, Manchester United after signing uh, your man Dale from Porto, 19-year-old right-back. Uh, obviously, I don't watch the Portuguese league, but uh, I just I looked at some videos just seeing what he was like. Um, first things first, you can notice you can cross the ball. That's important because uh, that's Valencia's downfall. Uh 19-year-old, under-21 Portuguese international from Porto. Uh, he's played in the Champions League against Liverpool this year. Uh, he was in the. You can also play left back, left back and right back, but he's right-footed. So looks like he can cross the ball. Who knows how good he can be? But um, yeah, and then uh, Fred from Brazil and Shakhtar Donetsk for 50 million, which is a lot of money. But it seems like everyone, it's like standard 50 million for a player. But. Uh, what can I say? Obviously, I don't watch the Ukrainian league, but um, if you do, let me know. But um, yeah, he looks. Supposedly, he's been referred to as Fernandinho, who plays Man City. That sort of player, maybe like Keita, who's gone to Liverpool. That sort of guy. There's sort of like a, a bit of an engine room, and obviously, he's in that Brazilian squad, which is unbelievable, and uh, he's there. I actually put a poll up on the Energize page, which is quite funny. You got a good response. Uh, I go, is Fred the next Roy Keane or is he the next Cleberson? And, <laughs> because Cleberson was obviously a World Cup winner, but an absolute flop. So at the same time as Cristiano Ronaldo for Manchester United, if you remember. But uh, most people said he was the next Cleberson. Obviously not Manchester United supporters, you know. But uh, I love them polls anyway. Also... The poll I put up, who would do worse on Love Island? Who would 1,000% do worse on Love Island? Either myself or Ross. I won with 52% of the vote. Over 100 people voted. Uh, so thank you for saying I do worse. Thank you. <laughs> but um, I think I should move on into the international football now. Um, I'm just going to talk about the Irish football team. And then I'm going to actually talk about the World Cup after. But uh, as you know, the Irish football team aren't in this year's World Cup. And if you didn't know, you do now. But um, Ireland are after playing three games there in the last couple of weeks. Uh, they drew 2-0 with Celtic. Uh, they lost 2-0 to France. And they beat the American team 2-1 in the Aviva Stadium there uh, on Saturday. So, first things first. I want to say congratulations to John O'Shea on well he hasn't retired now but he's retired from the Irish team he's 37 he has over he has 118 caps uh, three goals and uh, he only played a half an hour which I thought was a bit strange but he, he's probably not that fit but uh, came off great career great career United uh, the ultimate utility man played in goal played left back played centre back played right back played in the field I remember he scored a good goal against Arsenal when he was up front. So uh, I'm sure John Scanlon remembers that. <laughs> but um, yeah, great career. Uh, very important leader at the back for Ireland. And um, let's, see who, let's see who can live up to the... Let's see who can fill John O'Shea's boots. So... The three games overall, there was a lot of new faces into the squads. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I don't know the background in most of these lads. Well, not well, the new lads. I don't know that much about their rags to riches careers or how 
they originated, but um, a couple of players stood out. First of all, Graham Burke, we posted a picture of him on the Energize page. Uh, he scored there in the third game. And, well, first of all, it was a tap in. But you have to be there to tap them in. And uh, the guy who shot Lennon said uh, he wasn't he wasn't overly impressed with the goal being robbed, but that's exactly what I want to see. I want to see the striker come in and score goals. And that's what anyone wants to see. This country's crying out for a goal scorer. And it's mad how it takes Graham Burke, who plays for Shamrock Rovers in the Electricity League, to come on and score a goal. But this is exactly what I want to see from the Irish team. This is what I wanted to get into. The Irish Football League, the Artracy League, it runs at a different time to the Premier League, the English Premier League. So basically, the Aircom League, or the Artracy League, sorry, excuse me, goes through the summer, the Irish summer, whereas in the Barclays Premier League, they have the summer off. Obviously, the World Cup's on now, but you get my drift. So I think the Irish team should... During their, when the season finishes, they should make more Irish friendlies, international friendlies, and people from the Aircom League. Oh, sorry, the Artricity League. I keep saying that. People from the Artricity League should be getting called up. The best Irish players should be getting called up into this squad, and they should be getting some caps in for the Irish team, whether it be against whoever, whoever. I'm sure there's some like countries like that are looking for friendlies all year round, and uh, this at this age the camaraderie they get treated well. Uh, it'll make them hungrier. It'll make them. It'll make them feel like their hard work is paying off. You know, because sometimes in life you need like a, a little boost. You need like a confidence booster or like something good to happen or someone to commend you on what you've done and someone to give you a compliment and then that. That like lights the fire, and you're just like keeping it. You're gonna keep going, you know. And I, I think a lot of these Irish players definitely need that because they've been left out in the cold for the last ten years. Uh, Graham Burke, first man into the squad, first man to play. Uh, they also have the goalkeeper from Bowes. Um, who else? There's been numerous players not getting called up. A lot of the other other lads got a. Uh, Left the Artricity League, went to the Championship, went to teams like Preston, and then they got called up to the Irish squads. But like fair play to them as well. That's what they thought they needed to do. Obviously, they're getting paid better over there, so they, they should do that. But I think if the FAI wants the pool of talent to grow, they need to get these players on a bigger stage. They need to... Almost, they need to almost sell the Artricity League and be like, here, look, this is the talent we have. They're like neglecting the talent that we have because I know myself as a huge football fan, like obviously my favourite team is Manchester United and obviously I'm a huge Irish fan as well. But um, they need to really promote the, the Artricity League more because that's, that, that's the FAI's product. Like they need to do this. Like, even the way when Graham Burke scored there a goal, they posted on Instagram, they didn't even tag him. The guy has less than a thousand followers on Instagram, and he's the most talked about Irish footballer today. And John O'Shea has, is, has retired. 
Now, I know some people are like, oh, followers, blah, followers, this, followers, that. But, like, if you're... Think about it these days, right? I was walking through Stevens Green in Dublin, obviously. And uh, I was looking around and everyone is, like, taking Instagram photos everywhere. It's almost like you walked into the Matrix. You walked into Instagram. So, like, obviously people care about Instagram if they're, like, getting photographs for Instagram. I see people posting every day on my news feed just selfies guys taking selfies and it's just like what is going on here you know next thing you know I'll get a photo off my dad taking a selfie but um yeah so basically they need to they need to like promote these lads I mean look Graham Burke well done there's make sure to check out Graham Burke and see if he gets in the next order squad something like that um yeah, I definitely need to sort something out like that. Um, obviously, you've listened to the show before, or if you haven't, I've talked about this with the FAI. I sent them an email saying that I'd love to be able to help, because in by helping, I'm actually in helping like the Irish football team as well, which I'd love to do. But uh, obviously, they didn't get back to me because they thought they were doing a good enough job. But uh, that could be up for a debate. But uh, some people are missed out on tags. Like, even John O'Shea. John O'Shea doesn't even have an Instagram. So, uh, we weren't even able to message him. But, um, we know he tunes in from time to time to the MMA show. So, if he's listening to the the football show today, well done, John O'Shea. But, uh, yeah, just sort of wrapping up the Irish thing. Uh, I'd like to see more Irish players get called up. And even being in the squads. Because, think about it now. Greenberg is obviously going back to the Irish team. Uh, going back to Rovers now. On cloud nine. Scoring a goal. Legend. You know what I mean? Uh, one of the guys I'm friendly with called Luke Burn, he plays left back for Rovers as well and he's over the moon for him as well so it's brilliant knowing someone that knows someone you know what I mean yeah so very happy for him um, also on the back of the jerseys for the American game or anniversary of America they had the colours for the LGBT or LBGT LGBT um yeah, which was a nice touch because uh, I think realistically these days, whoever you fancy or whoever you don't fancy is no one else's business. And as long as you like someone and it doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman or I actually saw a funny video of a guy who was in love with his car. But um, yeah, if you if if you like a man or a woman, like I mean, all, I'm happier to you because Really, see, some people live their lives and never meet someone that they, they fall in love with. So, um, yeah, fuck what everyone else thinks. You know what I mean? So, the World Cup is coming up in less than two weeks' time. And I'm absolutely buzzing for this now. Because, uh, as you know, I do the football show now for the next few weeks until Ross comes back. Because he's absolutely deserted me. Thanks, Ross. But, um... Yeah, the World Cup starts very, very soon. It starts on the 14th. Today is obviously Wednesday, it's the 6th, so eight days away in sunny Dublin. Can't be the weather in Dublin. It's leaving cert weather in Dublin, by the way. Anyone doing the leaving cert, all the best. I sent my cousin, Rob Nodder, a message wishing them all the best for the exams. Um, saying that, realistically, when you're, when you're doing your leaving cert, you feel like it's the biggest thing in your life. Obviously, up to that stage, it probably is. Um... It doesn't really define who you are, but the amount of effort you put into your leaving cert is probably going to be what sort of effort you put in for the rest of your life towards attitude-wise. 
but um, I wish I knew what I was wanted to do when I was leaving school. But uh, these things happen, you know. And then you end up doing shows for the lads. First of all, if you're enjoying the show, make sure to hit that like button and make sure to screenshot and send it to one of the mates. So, the World Cup starting in eight days. Uh, the first match is actually Russia against Saudi Arabia, which is going to be not great, and I'd expect a Russia win. But um, there's been some international matches building up to the competition. Um, as I said last week, Brazil are the fav- joint favourites with Germany, and Neymar and Griezmann and Messi are the joint favourites to be top goal scorers. So I'm just going to tell you exactly what I've been making of the matches building up to this World Cup. Uh, first of all, watching Brazil against Croatia. Now that was one game that I was very, very impressed with. So we start off with the joint favourites Brazil. First of all, their squad is absolutely ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um... It's almost like you're on football manager and you're just buying all the best players with uh, using the cheat codes. Like first of all, they have two brilliant goalkeepers, not like Liverpool, but uh your man uh sorry, the Man City goalkeeper, Ederson, and then the Roma goalkeeper, Allison. You know what I mean? If one of them gets injured, Grant. Um the the players they have uh, Marcelo, Thiago Silva, uh Danny Alves is obviously injured. Like uh, that midfield is packed. Fred could be the next Cleverson, but could be the next Keno. Uh, <laughs> uh, Fernandinho, uh, Casemiro, uh, Neymar, Firmino, Coutinho, Willian. The list goes on. These these are so many players to swap in, swap out. They're they have to be the favourites. They beat Croatia there two 0 Neymar came on, scored. Uh, there was talk before the competition. I know it's still pre-competition, but they're saying that Neymar mightn't actually start the first two games, and then he's there for the later rounds. But I mean, he looked grand to me. He scored lovely goals, absolutely roofed it, and the keeper didn't know what was going on. And that that Croatian team are very very good as well. Uh, Modric, Rakitic, Mandzukic, Perisic, Ivanic. But uh, that was obviously a joke. But um. Yeah, brilliant side, Brazil. Don't be surprised they go the whole way, man. Do not be surprised if they go the whole way. Uh, I think that's the best shout. Brazil, Neymar. You know what I mean? Obviously, Germany are extremely strong as well. Joint favourites. Um, there's talk about your man Werner, the striker. Now, I, I'm not 100% like on this Werner bandwagon. But uh, there's always one player that's not the favourite but he, he writes his name at the World Cup history. And uh, this could be his year. Because Germany always create chances. They always have a bit of a fox in the box. Be a Muller. Um, closer. Um, you know what I mean? But um, that German squad is very strong as well. They have Noir coming back. Who's actually going to be the captain for, this, for the team. They're at, they left out Leroy Sané. Who I actually thought is... Probably one of the top 10 best players in the Premier League. Definitely one of the top 10 best players in the Premier League this year. Uh, Left-footed. What's George from Lowe doing? Like, he's he's known for, like, 
for uh, people have obviously seen the videos of him standing there on the sideline, picking his ass and sniffing it and all, like picking his nose and sniffing. It. He must have put his nose, his finger too far up his nose and flicked it out of his brain. But uh, Sané, terrible move, man. Jesus, that is just shocking, man. That's worse than England not picking Jack Wilshere by a mile. But uh, yeah, that German team looks very, very good. Uh, they actually lost two one to Austria. Uh, supposedly Mourinho was at the game looking at looking at Arnautovic, who didn't score. But uh, I don't know why he's looking at him. Um, yeah, so Germany aren't going in that high. But the funny thing is that going into the Euros, that Portugal won before the before the competition, they lost to England. So just because you lose going into the competition doesn't mean you're actually gonna not perform. But uh, obviously you want to go in with a few wins and. Brazil beating Croatia is is way more uh, like it's obviously better than Germany losing two one to Austria. So, uh, but like, there's something about if if the World Cup was on again in Brazil, I'd probably pick Germany, even though Germany hockeyed them last time. But I don't know. This looks like a brand new Brazil team, but. Uh, Next team, Spain, third favourites. Um, there's something about this Spanish team that I don't think are going to score enough goals. Now, they have Diego Costa up front. They have your man, Rodrigo. Like they, they, They're not really like the old school Torres or the old school Davavia or a Raul, like a, a natural goal scorer. Diego Costa looks like the man who's going to start. He's sort of going to be setting up balls because they play so much on the ground, a bit like... Barcelona obviously everything runs through Iniesta like they have great names on paper and I think they're going to create chances but I don't think they have enough goal scorers especially the players that play outside the box they're going to be shooting from long range or even at all really like if you look at David Silva or if you look at Iniesta they're going to be you know I mean they're not like goal scorers now I know Iniesta scored the World Cup winner so but I mean, the the first few games in a group, you have to make sure you score. Like there has to be a goal, and I don't know if they have that. I don't know if they have that actual killer up front that they used to have. You know, I mean, informed via and informed Torres. You know, so now don't get me wrong. They could put someone like Asensio down the middle, and he could fire them through. But if they're really unfortunate the way Morata has been so poor that they couldn't rely on him, because if he had it been on the form he was last year, he'd be starting. And he was starting. Yeah, so Spain, like, I mean, if look who they have. David Gay in goal. Piquet's last World Cup. P- uh, Puyol's last, uh, sorry, yeah, Piquet's last World Cup. Sergio Ramos' last World Cup. Uh, they, have, they, they have a right back uh, who plays for Real Sociedad. I forget his name, begins with O. Old, old Fabo, maybe. Uh, he scored an unbelievable volley there the other day. So he is a claim to start, maybe even ahead of Carvajal. <laughs> Who knows? He's in the squad for a reason. He's seen, he's the biggest out, like youngest player, uh, youngest. You can notice he's doesn't play for Real Madrid, but he obviously has a big career ahead of him if he gets a start. They Spain won one nil, I think it was, but uh, they have a lot of names. Hence why they're third favorites. Uh, France didn't look amazing against Ireland. Uh, they have a lot of players. I think the biggest problem they're going to have is what's Paul Pogba going to be like and are they going to base the team around Paul Pogba? Because 
I'm not going to lie, at the moment, I think they have better options. And, first of all, Kante is there. Uh, Matt Reedy was the captain against Ireland. Uh, I think Giroud is going to start. Don't put it past Giroud to be top goal scorer. That's an outside bet. Because they have so much pace going down their wings. They have... They must have went to the Usain Bolt school of running, but the pace they have going down them wings uh, is going to do damage to a lot of teams, especially a lot of tired teams. I think about it, as the World Cup goes on, it gets into the quarters and the semis, having that gung-ho rocket speed down the wings is going to be so helpful. But the question is, can they sort it out in midfield and is Pogba going to be on form? Because I feel like if Pogba comes out of the competition being player of the tournament... Well, then France are going to be the, holding the trophy as well. But who knows? Like, who knows? But, um, yeah, then Belgium, fifth favourites. Belgium, everyone knows, they've been called dark horses for a long, long time. But so you can't be dark horses forever. You know what I mean? It can't be like 50 years of being a dark horse. But uh, players they have, obviously they have the mammoth up front, Lukaku, then you have Kevin De Bruyne, arguably the player of the year in the Premier League. Eden Hazard, arguably one of the top five best players in the league. And then you like company might not be fit though, you'd be a big loss. But they have like Alderweireld, Vertonghen, Courtois. Like what names? What what like what talent they have to just be able to beckon on to Roberto Martinez as the manager, decent manager. Uh, Thierry Henry is one is the assistant manager. They could go far. A lot of it's going to rely upon getting the ball into Lukaku, letting them bundle bundle it in, and uh, could be a huge competition for Lukaku as well. You know, like say if Belgium come up across Japan or Saudi Arabia, they're actually in England's group now. But oh no, they have Panama in their group. Panama's in, like I mean, how are these Panama lads going to be able to look? Mark Lukaku. Oh, I don't know. So you, who knows? You could get a hat trick in that game. So there's an outside scorer. Lukaku's all about form. He needs to get a couple of goals, and then he's flying. You know what I mean? And then uh, six favorites, Argentina. Like first of all, this t- this team is uh, ridiculous. Obviously, huge competition for Messi. I think it's going to be Messi's last chance to be the absolute phenomenon that he is and win the World Cup uh, with cameo appearances from the likes of Sergio Aguero who's amazing could be injury prone Higuain who's very good sometimes goes dis- disappears in big matches also carrying a bit of weight man like just eat a few salads uh, Di Maria who's never been really the same since he left Real Madrid uh, who they have in the back like Mascherano I think they sort of lack in centre mid a bit um, and then defence they have like Alimeni they have Rojo and then Romero's after being getting injured so he's not going to be in goal but um, it's, I think they're defi- they're very very top heavy and I just think it's just because they can score a load of goals I think they're also going to concede a few as well so that's where I sort of draw the line in Argentina last World Cup's finalists as well. And then uh, 
England are next. Next favourites. Seventh favourites. But um, I was actually really looking forward to seeing what England could do. They have a lot of like, very young players. Uh, not much international experience in the biggest stages. Mostly because England get knocked out in the biggest stages. But um, I was watching them there. Playing against Nigeria. They beat them 2-1. And... It was very dull, and it seems like they don't really have a, f a rhythm or a proper formation. And it didn't really look like everyone knew exactly what their role was in each circumstance. Uh, but with people like Harry Kane scoring goals, if Raheem Sterling's on form, they just need to make sure they perform. That's England's first and foremost thing. They need to go out and all make sure they get at least a 7 out of 10 on the pitch, and then move it up to an 8 or a 9, and then Harry Kane... Scores a goal. Something like that. They need to be like, right, the minimum performance I can give is a seven. Uh, Portugal are the next favourites. Uh, what can you say? Cristiano Ronaldo, arguably the best player in the world. Can he score them with the goals? Um, this is Portugal or the modern day Cleveland Cavaliers, I think, anyway, in the international scene. LeBron James is uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Unless you really can do. A, but like, after that, it's like Croatia, Uruguay, Colombia, Denmark. Obviously, none of these teams are going to win it. It's the World Cup, you know. It's not the Euros and it's not Greece. But, uh, yeah, the World Cup actually starts off next week. Uh, well, eight days to be exact. And, obviously, I'll do a like a full-on Seoul World Cup preview. But that's just, like, my brief opinions now. Um, if you're going to go for a sort of an outside bet, and if you want to do it today or tomorrow, pre-World Cup, uh, I'd almost, I'd go, if you want to do a really outside bet, I'd go Drew top goal scorer and France to win it. But like if you're gonna go odds on, you're gonna go Neymar and Brazil. But uh that could change in the next couple of like the next week. Obviously as time goes on, players could get injured. You know what I mean? But uh that's just an early sort of bet. I actually don't bet, but um Ross, if you're listening to this, stick that on and let's see if we win it. Because uh, I'll shoot myself if you don't. <laughs> But, um, yeah, that sort of wraps up the football show, lads and ladies. Um, I want to thank you again for tuning in because I absolutely love doing this. And, uh, I don't know, there's just something amazing about, like, creating content and people listening to it and then enjoying it and having a laugh. And it's it's like nothing else, especially building it from, like, zero. At the moment, we're almost on 7,000 followers or, like, 6,985 which is crazy. And then uh, on our YouTube videos, we've gone over like 30,000 views. I don't know what it's at now. And then uh, on SoundCloud, we've had over 7,500 downloads on the podcast, which is mental. You know what I mean? People all over the world tune in for this stuff. <laughs> Very energised. Um, also this week, um, I've been watching loads of NBA uh, I'd highly recommend people tune in and check it out because this NBA Finals has been pretty cool. Uh, at the moment, it's in the final. Um, the best of, se uh, best of seven games. Uh, it's Cleveland Cavaliers against the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors are winning 2-0 after Cleveland made an absolute balls of the first game with four seconds to go. But uh, highly entertaining. Highly entertaining. These athletes are brilliant and it's so good. I'm, only, I'm surprised I'm only getting into basketball now. 
Also, Love Island has started back, and as I said earlier, I, I did I win or lose the vote? A fifty-two percent saying I'd be, I'd do a thousand percent worse on the show. I don't know if that's a win or a loss. It, it, it's not. I don't take it as a compliment anyway. But thanks, Miller, for that. Uh, if you haven't checked out the MMA show, Ross did another great job. We're both really enjoying doing this, and. Uh, Ross and I would both really appreciate it if you like screenshot this or tell a friend or give it a like or retweet it or send it into your WhatsApp group or share it on Facebook. But like we're mainly building on Instagram now, so if you like give us a shout out on Instagram, really, 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 really appreciate that because that's how we're going to grow, you know. But thanks a million again. Um, I absolutely love each and every person that tunes in. So make yourself known. If you're enjoying this crack, and next, make sure to tune in next week because it's going to be the World Cup show, and I can't wait for the World Cup. So make sure to give us a bleeding shout out if you're looking forward to the World Cup. And as always, stay energized. <laughs>